Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm going to be going through the most controversial running backs for this year in fantasy football. So these are players where people just can't really seem to come to a consensus. Some people are way higher than ADP, some people are way lower, and it seems like the fantasy community just can't really reach a middle ground. So I'm going to go through four specific running backs that I think are very controversial this year. And let's get started right away. And the first player is Saquon Barkley. His current ADP is the RB5, but I've seen Saquon Barkley ranked as high as number two overall in people's rankings, and then basically as low as a late first round pick. And that is a pretty wide range, especially so early in the draft. I think really the debate here with Saquon Barkley is between talent and injury. We saw in 2018, Saquon Barkley's rookie year, he finished as the RB2 in total points and points per game. I mean, that is truly insane production to come into the NFL as a rookie and finish that high. I mean, you would think that guy would be a top three running back basically his entire career. But then in 2019, he finished as the RB6, so just a little bit lower than 2018, but he dealt with a high ankle sprain and he returned insanely quickly from that injury. He only missed three games that season, but I think it definitely limited him towards the end of the year. He was kind of playing through that injury, so he wasn't 100%. And then in 2020, tore his ACL in week two, so we barely got to see him play at all. And the thing that's kind of concerning is that we know he has that talent, but there's no guarantee he's gonna be 100% ready for week one. And an ACL injury, I mean, that is not an easy thing for a running back to come back from. I know Saquon Barkley is a freak athlete and he's still really young, but I don't think you can say confidently that he is going to have the exact same or better athleticism than when he got injured. And so by talent, you could definitely say Saquon is a top three pick. You know, you put him on a top offense. He has a good chance to finish as the running back one. But I mean, I think the injury concerns definitely limit his safety. And I think there's another key factor here with Saquon that isn't being talked about enough and that is the offensive line. PFF ranked the offensive line as the second worst unit in the league. So the Giants offensive line just did not improve last year in week one. So that was Saquon's really only full game before he tore his ACL in week two. He ran the ball 15 times for six yards, only six yards on 15 carries. So that really just shows how awful the offensive line was playing. I mean, if Saquon isn't able to produce over one yard a carry, then there's a serious problem. And I think people are kind of just forgetting about that. They're only looking at his talent and the injury, but they're also kind of forgetting that this is not an ideal situation for a running back. I do think the offensive line is gonna improve from last year. They're very young, so I think they'll continue to develop, but this is still gonna be a bottom tier group in the NFL. And it's just not something that makes me super excited about going out and drafting Saquon Barkley. And I think all of that kind of contributes to him being a very controversial player. All right, the next player I'm gonna talk about is Miles Sanders and his ADP is currently the RB19. I think some people view him as a high-end RB2, whereas others see him as a lower tier running back too. So a pretty decent range. And I think this one is more of a debate between talent versus situation. I mean, Sanders has proven that he can be a solid three down back. He can be your first down back, you know, pounding the rock. He can be in there on third and long to catch those passes. As a rookie, we saw Sanders catch 50 passes for 509 yards. And after that rookie season, a lot of people were hyped about him going into 2020. 
I think basically everyone expected him to build on that really solid rookie year. But in 2020, Sanders was very efficient on the ground, averaged over five yards a carry, but I mean, he just totally tanked in his receiving production. And I think that poor work in the receiving game was partially due to Carson Wentz. He was just not very accurate on the checkdowns. But I mean, Sanders also has to take a little bit of blame for that. He had eight drops last year. That was second amongst running backs. So I mean, he wasn't doing himself any favors either. But I think the most concerning thing for Sanders this year is the other running backs on the roster. They now have Boston Scott, Kerryon Johnson, Kenny Gainwell, Jordan Howard. And if you're asking me if I think Miles Sanders is better than those guys, 100%. I think Miles Sanders is the best running back on this roster. But I mean, it's not a great sign that they want to go out and bring these guys in, even if I do think they're worse players. But also, I just think there's a lot of avenues where Miles Sanders may actually be losing touches. You look at a guy like Jordan Howard, he may not be the best all around back, but he's a very solid, big body red zone threat. So if he's getting those goal line carries, that's some work that Miles Sanders isn't getting. Their draft pick, Kenny Gainwell, he was one of my favorite running back prospects. He is a great third down back, a great pass catcher. So if he's now taking that role, you can just see that there are a lot of paths where Sanders doesn't get that you know full workhorse role, which is why I think he's been a very polarizing player because he has the talent to finish as a lower end RB1, but the situation is just a little bit concerning for him. The next player I'm gonna talk about is Josh Jacobs. His ADP right now is the RB21. And it kind of seems to be a common theme in the fantasy community. When I see people put their rankings out, Josh Jacobs is kind of a lower tier running back one. And basically people act like Jacobs is being disrespected. They think he should be higher. You know, they think we're dropping him way too far. But I honestly think this is a pretty appropriate ranking and an appropriate ADP for Josh Jacobs. He's going as a lower tier running back two. And I mean, I think that's solid. In 2019, we saw him his rookie year finish as the RB14 in points per game. And then in 2020, he finished as the RB13 in points per game. So if you're looking at that, you're like, okay, two high-end RB2 seasons. You know, why is he all of a sudden going as a lower-end RB2? But I mean, the Kenyon Drake signing, in my opinion, just really tanks Jacobs' value. Because I've seen this argument that, you know, Jacobs is still going to be the workhorse even though Kenyon Drake is there, you know, he's only going to be a pass catcher. But let's be real, you do not bring in a running back on a two-year $14.5 million contract to not be involved. He is not just going to be a slot receiver. If they wanted that, they would have gone out and brought in a receiver. Kenyon Drake is going to be getting the ball. And last year, we saw Josh Jacobs score his points through volume and touchdowns. And that's actually the same way that Kenyon Drake scored his points on the Cardinals. And so both of those are going to be affected by this Drake signing. You know, he's still going to be getting the RB1 carries, but I mean, there's no way that Drake isn't going to cut into his carries more than someone like Devontae Booker did last year. Also, whatever receiving role that Josh Jacobs had last year, it was pretty disappointing. It was a fairly small role, but I mean, Drake is going to greatly limit that as well because I do think he is going to be the more involved back in the receiving game. And then you add in the poor offensive line the Raiders have and just the overall lack of explosiveness. You know, this isn't an offense that's going to go out and score close to 40 points a game. They just don't really have that kind of big playability. So I think that kind of leaves Jacobs here as a low ceiling RB2, even though we've seen him outperform that in his first two seasons. All right, the last running back I'm going to talk about today is Chase Edmonds. 
he is being picked as the running back 28. And I think this is pretty clear why he's controversial. There's two very clear and distinct arguments for Chase Edmonds. The first one is that some people think he's going to step in and be the workhorse on this Cardinals team. But the other one is that they basically think he's going to kind of fall back into his role from last year, where he basically just operates as the receiving back. You know, maybe he adds a couple more carries per game from last year, but you know, he's going to stay in that same main role as the receiving guy. And if he takes over as the full workhorse, he has legit high-end RB2 upside. But if he's in that timeshare, like I talked about, I don't think you would feel comfortable starting him on a week-to-week basis. You just never really know when they're going to be getting those running backs involved in the passing game. It depends a lot on game script and just kind of the looks that the defense is showing you. And so there is just a fair amount of risk that comes with drafting Chase Edmonds because I don't think anyone truly knows how he's going to be utilized. I'm honestly leaning towards this backfield being more of a split with Edmonds taking over more of the receiving work and James Conner getting a lot of carries and the red zone opportunities. I just don't like that the Cardinals have not come out and kind of just claimed Chase Edmonds as the workhorse. I know in the offseason when Kenyon Drake left, they said they'd be comfortable having Edmonds as the workhorse, but then you go out and sign James Conner, so you're basically going against what you said. So I just don't think they have total trust in Chase Edmonds taking over that number one role which is why I think I'm going to be a little bit lower on him than ADP, but you can see why he's been such a controversial player. All right, so that is going to wrap it up for the most controversial running backs. Thank you guys so much for stopping by and watching and listening. If you guys enjoy the content, all I ask is that you leave a like and subscribe to the channel. And then also let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. Do you agree that these running backs are pretty controversial? And how are you feeling about drafting all four of these guys. Let me know and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. That's all I've got today. Thanks again and I'll see you guys tomorrow.